Hey everyone, it's Haley here for another episode of the HLP. If you are looking to buy some dice for Christmas for yourself, it's getting to be that time for Christmas shopping, go ahead and pop on over to the Die Hard Dice website and use the code HLPFALL21 and you could get 15% off your order. And so you'll save a little bit of money, you'll support the show, and you'll get some dice for Christmas. So highly recommend popping over there and using that code so that you can get yourself a nice new shiny pair of click clacks. That's all I have for this week. So with that, I will welcome you into episode 173, The Oracle of One Eye. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 173. That was a real weird thing you guys just did. (laughs) You're giving each other Lady and the Tramp eyes. Yeah. Brooks has started looking at me when we get our silence before recording, and so I started reciprocating, and now we lock eyes before the episode starts. It's really cute. I can't think of a better way to start an episode than (laughs) staring deeply. Into, yeah, into my table partner's eyes. Yep. 10 seconds of uninterrupted, absolute silent eye contact. Yep. We, we do that every, every episode and, mm-hmm. you know, it really draws our characters together. They almost got into a small fight though, because, uh, Brooks looked away. Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're on the rocks. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's terrifying. Well, <laughs> guys, we, this is a group drink today. We have a very generous uh, patron, Steve Geddes, who asked us, uh, who we, we have a Ko-Fi now, I guess that's how you say it. And he uh, sent us some cash specifically to spend on ourselves, which was very generous of him. And with that, he said that this group drink we should each pick what we want to drink, which is also very generous. We never get to do that. Uh, so because of that generosity, I have allowed myself to splurge. I'm drinking a 2020 Eclipse barrel-aged Imperial Stout with mm. lactose and coffee. I thought that one came out in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. It's also not one of our player characters. This one's a Nitro White Russian. This was a... uh, tall boy. So we're going to see if it's really good or not. It better be good. It better be good. Oh, wow. That smell hit me. It usually is. Oh, boys, that's phenomenal. Oh. You got to try that. Hell yeah. Oh, that's like silk. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's unlike anything else. That's very, very good. Yeah. Incredibly smooth and a lot of flavors. So that's my little special uh, drink for me. And I think the rest of you made yourselves or got yourselves drinks that you particularly wanted to drink. Emily, what are you drinking? I also got something special for our episode today. I have Brothers Drake Mead, which is a local meadery here in Columbus. And this is their apple pie mead, which is apple, honey, and cinnamon. It is amazing. If you're ever around Columbus, you got to stop there. It, it just can't be beat. I've never had better tasting mead anywhere else. Delicious. Well, that, that sounds impeccable. Haley, you got something good? Yes. I heard drink or get whatever you want. And I was like, I want something that I really like and almost never actually get a chance to drink. Either because we don't have rum in the house or because I 
forget about it. And then while we're like at home and I'm like, want to have the drink, we just don't have any of the ingredients. So it's, which is funny because it's a two ingredient beverage. Literally the easiest drink ever. I really like rum and Dr. Pepper or rum and cherry Coke. So I have a rum and Dr. Pepper tonight, which I never remember to buy Dr. Pepper and I never remember to buy rum. (laughs) So this is it. I feel like we never have rum in, rum in the house as code for you and Griff blow through it anytime you have any. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> I blow through all that's the rum. <laughs> <laughs> the, the things that I drink are stocked in the house. <laughs> and then the problem is, the other issue is uh, we have white rum, which is not the same. Yeah, it does mm. not work. And certain drinks mm-hmm. require white rum, which is not at all the same. And I like just Captain and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so anyways, I'm very happy. Great. Brooks, nice. what you got? I made myself something special. My favorite drink of all time, Manhattan. A uh, six-year uh, rye whiskey, two ounces. Sweet vermouth, one ounce. Three drops of orange bitters and uh preferred to have it in a martini glass a frozen martini glass with orange liqueur uh on the rim and unfortunately couldn't make all of that and transport it but all the ingredients are still here it is my all-time favorite great you're welcome to have some you want i I would have a sip it sounds very good it is oh Oh, you're a master at your craft. That's a great Manhattan. Mm, thank you. And last but not least, Steve, what you got? Yes. So first I'd like to say I've been known to go on record saying that I generally don't like other people called Steve. I get very territorial about my name. Steve Gaddis, great dude. Very generous. <laughs> so uh, good in my book. Um, that is true. You are kind of violently against other Steves. Yeah, I, I, I get worked up about it. Yeah, especially PHs. You're oh, weird about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't don't eat. Don't at me. Don't be a step. <laughs> don't, don't even try. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, Steve Gaddis, you're a great dude. Um, super generous on our Discord. He's doing this really cool giveaway with a bunch of TTRPG books to anybody that wants to like donate to a charity. That rocks. So cool. Um. But I am drinking my favorite gin cocktail because I'm a big, big fan of gin. It is called a Southside. So we're talking gin, lime juice, simple syrup, some mint and ice. It is always really good. I really shot from the hip on the proportions. We'll see if this one's decent. Um, But I am using what I think is my favorite gin right now. It's a beautiful indigo colored Empress 1908 gin, which is just Mm, very I was going to say, every drink you make with the Empress looks like a fairy tale drink because yes. it's like, it ends up very purple. Let's see how this goes. I did it again, guys. <laughs> Oops. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> sue me. They don't, don't sue me. No, no, I, actually, you know what? Uh, 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 cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to roll off. We're banking episodes right now uh, for the holidays. And so... Full disclosure, we're going to do this again next episode. We're going to drink what we want. <laughs> Woo! Because Steve Guinness's gift was so nice, we're drinking it twice. And, and th- thank you again, Steve. That was uh, very generous of you to uh, not only uh, send us some cash to spend on ourselves, but also ask us to drink what we want to drink. Oh, it's very, very rare. Special. Yeah. Very rare. So, without further ado, when last we met our heroes, they had ventured forth in the swamp towards the lurching mountain and they arrived upon a huge cyclopean statue upon speaking the Golgon word for hope arrives and presenting uh, Sawyer's severed pinky finger the statue crumbled revealing a huge skeletal champion that attacked the party However, in its eye socket was an orb of utter chaos. After it crumbled and after the party defeated it, it did reveal the passage down below the earth and into the lurching mountain. The party moved forward and found several warmonger devils that kind of surrounded them, but they made 
uh, relatively quick work of one of them, and the other two have teleported away. And that's where we find the party now. What are you guys doing? Does anyone need healing, I guess? Let's start there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is everyone in the same boat needing healing? No, I don't. I didn't get hit. Yeah, neither did I. Oh. I am 20 down. Man, I took a gnarly hit. Or I took multiple hits, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got that wand. <laughs> well, we either use that or I use some... I, we could split it. We could split it. Lyra could use some of her spells. We could use some of the wand. Use the wand. Yeah, well, while we've got yeah. the time, we're, we're going wand to, All right. to save your stuff. Haley, it sounded like you needed a few. I'll knock the charges off the sheet to clean you out. Then, Emily, you just need to tell me how many. Ten charges. That leaves us with 19 left. Neat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So, Durin has his transparency mutagen on. I did pop a an extract of invisibility during the last combat, which as we're healing up and doing stuff, it could wear off depending but he is going to just spend a full round action to key on the transparency mutagen. I came into this visible. I'm not, not making that mistake again. <laughs> while, I've got, while I've got the tools, I'm going to use them. All right. Well, now that we've done the healing, is like it looks like we're at a fork in the road. Yes, it does. Can we uh, perception to see which way? Sure. Thinking Abaddon maze. <laughs> 33. 32. Nine. 12. <laughs> yeah, with a 33 and a 32, you can look down the southern passage and see that it appears to dead end. It looks like there's a pile of scrap. You had rolled a knowledge check about these warmongers. You would know that they uh, particularly enjoy kind of... I guess it's it's almost like their own woodland stride. They particularly enjoy being in like piles of scrap, like a junkyard. They make their home at, in like discarded metal and they can move freely through it. So this whole area to the south has what looks like rusted out, discarded uh, weaponry. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great idea to jump into a pile of rusty uh, swords. No, but I could do a quick detect, detect magic at the pile. Please Thinking do. the same yes. thing. Uh, you would detect magic. If you detected along the scrap, looks like it's deep in the pile. Uh, what is the aura if we focus on it? Uh, the aura would be enchantment. Okay. Hmm. Three of us have freedom of movement on, so it wouldn't be hampered by difficult terrain. But what are the odds that something comes out and gets us? Very high. Because this is, I feel like uh, Lyra's not going to enter a... this room. She's done it before, and it ended very poorly for her. I think Ikmer would be a good one because he has a DR as well in case any of these rusty things uh, hit him. Like, assuming that none of them are, you know, silver. And your flat-footed AC I know is really high. So, so like, if you do trigger a trap that has an attack roll could miss you. Yeah. Tulia would try to, you know, help give directions with Lyra, though, on on where exactly to look for it. Is there anything (laughs) in the way of a cantrip that would do a similar function? Like... You'd think it's it's deep. It looks... The aura, you know, you can kind of... Because this is detritus and not solid metal, you can still see through, but it looks like it's like three or four feet down in the debris. You got this. I'm also worried that there's a there's a devil just sleeping in there. You got it, my dude. I've ever confidence in you and your abilities. I will make sure that Durin has line of sight on the scrap pile and can shoot anything that he has to. Okay. Yeah. Right, you've, you've convinced me. All right. Okay, so uh, I'm going to need, let's call it a strength check for you to dig through. Strength's going to be an issue for you, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Should have sent Lyra in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What's your your strength score? 
plus one. Oh, mine's 11. That's a zero. Okay. Mm. Got you with my 12. <laughs> nice. Okay, guys, uh, you know, like right down here, then he's uh, digging through the swords. Uh, that's a uh, 19 total. 19 total doesn't quite do it. There's some heavy stuff here, and each time you keep you keep digging, and you're it's like filling back up with junk. Uh, you're not making a ton of progress. Didn't go for go for another try. Nothing came out at you, so yeah. Well, uh, in terms of doing any better, uh, I rolled the exact same thing, and you- it's relatively high. So the odds of me rolling just as well again is not as much. Is there... You definitely take some aid. If you come back, I can give you a little bit of help. Lyra can cast guidance on him. My, uh, thank you, Lyra. Uh, any way that, I don't know, you, one of you guys could, I don't know, keep all this junk from just falling on top of me here? Yeah, Tulia will give it a shot. <laughs> she wants the magical item. She'll help you. She's a little greedy. I aid. I didn't roll better this time. But 11, so 13 total then. Nope. All right, Lyra's coming in to help. She's going to attempt to aid. All right. (laughs) I also aid again. Lyra does not aid. That's that's great news because uh, I rolled one worse than last time. Goodness gracious, do you want to just uh, take 10 minutes and take a 20? <laughs> Gonna have to. Yeah, at this point. Okay. So you take a 20 and you dig deep. And Tulia, since you're helping, you're like detecting the magic. The magic is a body, like a metal body. And as you dig, you reveal a a four-armed clockwork that is currently deactivated. Okay. Can we put the orb in it and activate it for ourselves? Uh, I would let you roll an arcana. I can do that. Lyra is going to attempt to aid. I will roll as well my own because I've got a good bonus. Lyra aids. I got a 23. Three on the die. 34. With a 34, you would know that this is a clockwork, and presumably, if you wanted to turn it on, you just have to wind the gears. But what what do I what do I know about turning something like that on? You know that if you wound the gears, it would it would remain active for a couple of days. I guess I'm trying to understand what would it do, like if I turned it on. What is active? Yeah. Uh. You wouldn't really know. It really depends on the creator of this clockwork, what it's programmed to do. Okay, okay. Are you sure this isn't quite like one of those dolls where if you twist it a lot, it stays on longer and I can just twist a little bit? You know what I mean? Those like little dolls? I'll just tell you that like (laughs) one rotation is going to keep this thing going for like over a week. Mm. So the fine twisting it would take just to even get it going for only a day is like not really possible well i don't know i don't per i Haley, do not know enough about clockworks to do anything with this we just fought some metal devils and they were not nice and there's this giant pile of weapons and we have no idea what this clockwork creature does i'm also skeptical of turning it on and having it like try to defend its area but uh what why was it in the trash pile to begin with it doesn't make sense if it was thrown here then clearly it the other devils didn't see it as worthy unless it just ran out of I don't know uh, I guess rotations to keep it going uh, and so they thought it broke so then it's trash I mean if y'all are willing I guess we could always give it a shot 
Any guess as to what its purpose is is pure speculation, but we do know that at least these devils didn't like it, or they would have turned it back on. Is there anything on this clockwork creature or these weapons around it that we could try to identify if it was made for the devils or if it's like a more ancient relic? There any sort of writing or glyphs on it? Yeah, as you look at it, you would see writing in Infernal on the clockwork, and, and it has magical runes on it. I read that. Uh, it's just runes inscribed in Infernal script, so it's not like... it's like It'd be like oh. reading magic. It's not saying anything. Yeah. I have read magic as cantrip. Okay, when you cast read magic <laughs> on a spell book, I don't say, hey, this is what it says to cast fireball. Oh, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I thought you were saying like it was not decipherable. My bad. You can decipher it. It's um, it's clearly infernal magic. And if you roll a religion check, yes. you could potentially know more. 18. Oh, Durin sees you guys trying to figure out what it is. He pops a quick vial, chugs some sort of extract. It's an extract of comprehend languages, so I can read this now. I'm going to roll my own, my own religion check. <laughs> 35. Okay, 35. Uh, this has the uh, insignias of uh, the Duke of Claws. Mm. So... Uh, it does have, like, the tiger claw scratch marks on it. So you would think that it was created at least in some way either by the Infernal Forge or in service to the Infernal Forge. You're not really sure. So, no. <laughs> let's, let's hold on a moment before we wind this back up. This is in league with devils. We do not want to be fighting this. And that's what I think would likely happen if we spin this bad boy back up. Well, then this was all just a, a waste of time, huh? If we get to somewhere later where we need a clockwork, we know where to come back to. <laughs> all right, then I think we'll move on. Sure. Yep. So you head the other direction, and the minute you pass the the stalagmites on the ground, uh, during your invisibility disappears. Mm. Just due to time? No. Oh. Does any other... Just invisibility goes away. That's all that happens. Put yourselves in marching order, please. This room has been warded. Who's ward? As you enter this room, you see that it is further illuminated by pools of lava that are just casting these shadows off the stalagmites all over the room. You see the two warmonger devils now... They spin to face you, but they are standing in front of a Cyclopean woman with gnarled horns and red skin. And I need you guys to roll for initiative here. Is Elizabeth Asher in the... She is behind you. Okay. Like and she can... Everybody in the... Can she see this cyclo like Cyclopean woman and... Uh, yeah, I'd say she could. From a safe distance. From down the hall, yes. Or down the tunnel. All right, Durin. Ugh, real bad roll. Looking at an 11. Ouch. Lyra. 23. What's your modifier? Plus six. I'm plus five. Ooh. Ikmer. Uh, bad rolls continue. Five. <laughs> All right, first in the order is Lyra. What kind of knowledge would it be? For this Cyclops. That would be a knowledge planes or a knowledge local. Alright, well I have planes, so I'm gonna give that a go. Uh probably not with a seven. Seven will not get you anything. Oh, they are all up in a group right now. So we're entering this room and the warmongers and the Cyclops woman are huddled around each other. Perfect for a burst of radiance. Is Burst of Radiance a good spell? It is a good spell. Okay. 
I'm going to need you to roll me spell resistance on all of them. Ooh, okay. All right, and that's separate for everyone? Separate for everyone. All right, so I'm just going to go around the group here, starting with the first warmonger. That is a 24. Fail. Oh, no. Then a 28 for the Cyclops. Succeeds. Yes. And then a 29 for the other warmonger. That also succeeds. My luck has turned around. Uh, But they uh, do still need to make a reflex save. Sure. 29 for the Cyclops. And for the warmonger... 25. All right, those succeed. So the Cyclops will be dazzled for one round, and the Warmonger, four rounds dazzled, okay. and they will take damage. I'm assuming they're all evil? Yes. All right, 10 points of damage to each of them. And then Lyra starts singing, and that will be her whole turn, and she does not move. So you see, uh, she's always kind of covered in mist from her cloak. And as she just stands here at the end of her turn, the the mist c- consumes her and she has concealment until she moves. Okay. Tulia. I would like to knowledge flames. Sure. 25. 25. A very average roll. 25 will get you one question. Is that specifically about the Cyclops lady? Yes. Do you guys have anything specific that you want? My first question is always special defenses. That's always That's the best one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, special defenses then. All right. For special defenses, she has damage reduction, energy resistance to acid, to cold, to electricity, and to fire. She is immune to poison. She has spell resistance which is actually separate from what you had to roll against. Mm. I'm sorry, did you list every single energy there? Not Sonic. Oh, okay, thanks. That one always gets through for the most part. Uh, I believe those are the special defenses. Thank you. I'd like to knowledge about whatever this ward thing is that's going on around me. Can I do that? Spellcraft. (laughs) Yeah, you get (laughs) them. That's my highest one, so I got excited. Would this be to identify a ma- magical item property or is it general? Okay. That's fine. 34. Yeah, this whole area is unhallowed. Mm. What's that mean? So, unhallow uh, makes a particular site, building, or structure an unholy site. This has three major effects. First, a site or structure is guarded by a magic circle against good. Second, the DC to resist negative channeled energy within the spell's area g- gains a plus four sacred bonus, and the DC to resist positive energy is reduced by four, spell resistance does not apply to this effect. Finally, you may choose to fix a single spell effect to the unhallowed site. In this case, that spell effect was invisibility purge against anyone that is not chaotic evil aligned. So this isn't something dispel magic can help with. That's what I'm hearing. I think you can unhallow. You can dispel an unhallow. I know you. I know you can cast hollow to to undo it. I don't know about dispel magic. I'd have to look that up. It actually unhallow counters, but doesn't dispel hollow. So I don't know if they like straight up cancel each other out. I think it's like slow and haste. If you use one against the other. It is a spell. Okay. So uh, yeah, you could could try to remove the unhallow. Okay. Uh, Notably, that's not what's giving them that spell resistance. But it is causing other problems. Yes. It's keeping Durin from going invisible in this area. Yeah, but he's already no longer visible. Yeah, I'm already no longer visible, and if I wanted to do that, it would take my entire action, like my t- entire turn. So I might just try and slug this one out with you guys. Is it affecting anything else? They start doing negative energy. You, yeah, you'd also have a harder time if you wanted to use positive energy to heal or to to harm. Yeah. Yeah, so just, they basically get a plus four on their um, on their save against positive energy. Now these aren't undead creatures, and you get a minus four, or they get a, an effective. The DC is four higher if they channel negative energy against you. Okay. Unhallow also included that protection from good, right? Magic circle against good. Magic circle against good. So 
I don't know what's giving them the spell resistance. You do not. After learning all of that, I will not dispel the unhallowed at this point. I will, though, cast... I need to cast this on Durin's arrows, specifically. Is it possible to ready an action where if... When Durin decides what type of arrows he's going to use against this, I then cast my spell? When Durin pulls out an arrow, you can cast a spell. Okay. That or I could do a mix of I don't what so what how many different kinds of arrows do you have? Um arrows I have regular, silver, blood and then the blunt for bludgeoning. My bombs are a different story. I have a spell. Mm-hmm. It's called Splinter Spell Resistance. Interesting. And so I can cast it on a melee weapon, a thrown weapon, or up to fifty pieces of ammunition. Oh. It lasts a minute per level. It's not the most amazing spell in the world, but uh, what it does is it creates an aura around the target weapon and it, that weakens a foe's magical defenses. The first time each round that the weapon damages a creature with spell resistance, that creature's spell resistance is reduced by five for a round. That reduction is not cumulative for multiple attacks within the same round, even if the target is struck by different weapons, each affected by a different casting of splinter spell resistance. Arrows are ammo, technically, right? So you yeah. could do 50 arrows, so you could get, like, a lot of them? That's what I was Target thinking. Target my quiver, yeah, and I'll I could, start pulling arrows. I'll just do a, a inst- instead of like... Yeah, just do like 15 of each or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll just distribute it amongst the different types. <laughs> he fires one a turn, so whichever <laughs> one true. he's using. See, I if forgot. we go 15 rounds, we so got he's another problem. He's, he's not pulling the like... I know. The ranger four shots around. I forgot he wasn't like a four shots because he has so many extras with the bomb. So I was like, I don't want to cast it only on blunt and then it not matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll cast it then on your ammunition as in general there. Okay, cool. That rocks. Hopefully that helps Lyra and myself. Yeah. We're going to need it. Okay. The warmongers are going to delay. Now I need everybody, including Anya and Elizabeth Asher, because this is a, um, because you're within 60 feet of them, to roll me a fortitude save. What for? This is a necromancy spell. Sometimes you just feel a shitty roll coming. Two on the die, getting a 17. Okay. I'm going to use greater powder, power, greater expense, and I'm going to roll twice and take the better. What is that? I have six times a day where I can invoke my patron's power, roll twice, and take the better when attempting caster level check, concentration check, initiative check, or saving throw. It's a reaction before attempting the check. Okay. If it was a disease or poison, I would not need to do that. It is neither of those. Okay. Absolute trash. Uh, 19. Okay. 26. Okay. Also 26. Okay. You two save. Anya fails. Elizabeth Asher succeeds. Uh, You two fail. So here's what happens. This fiendish-looking cyclops kind of reaches out, and you all feel the water in your bodies begin to evaporate. Oh. Lyra, this is going to affect you differently. Oh no. It's going to particularly hurt. Oh. Because at this point I'm considering you aquatic. My cloak does grant me <laughs> uh being technically treated as being submerged in water for racial water dependency. Okay. Yes, but this spell specifically Horrid wilting. Oh no! Effects. Oh, this is uh, a oh, no. bad one. My witch <laughs> oh, had this in. It is Rune not Wars. a good spell. Oh. So let, let me roll. Okay, those of you that fail take fifty-eight points of damage. Those of you that succeed, well, some of you that succeed take half of that. We're gonna see what you take halved because uh, the D sixes turn into D eights for you. Oh, oh no! no. Oh my god. Oh, that's bad. You take half of 105 damage. So you take 52 damage. What what type of damage is this? This this has oh. to bypass damage reduction, right? Yes. Yeah. It definitely bypasses DR. Then the oracle flies up into the air over the lava pit. So 
She is 15 feet in the air over the lava pit, and she sneers a jagged tooth sneer at you. Durin, it's your turn. Okay, here we go. Let's start with a knowledge check. That was planes, correct? Yes. Okay. Hopefully I can roll high enough to fill in some of the holes. All right, that's decent. That's a dirty 30. Dirty 30 will get you two questions. Let's start with the damage reduction. What are we dealing with there? Uh, That is DR 10 magic. Okay, not bad. All right, how about... What do you all want to know? Maybe that uh, that, uh, extra spell resistance. That would be a... um, You'd have to... Well, you can ask. Mm. Or I guess like where like it's a trap or like a trap. yeah, I don't know, maybe like where it's coming. The, your from. issue is like you didn't see the spell cast. Mm-hmm. So for something like uh, okay. unhollow, like that has at least something of a visible Obvious effect markers, yeah. for this, like you didn't see it cast. And so unless you detect magic to start figuring things out about it, like a simple spellcraft isn't going to tell you a sp- uh, w- what spell is on this person from, you know, a minute ago. Got it, got it. I wasn't sure if it was a spell or an item. Or an item. I don't know. But you could ask, like, special okay. abilities, and that might... Yeah. That's probably the call. Looking around the table, I'm getting some nods. Let's go special abilities, son. Okay, special abilities. So, with your role, you know that this is a half-fiend, uh, and because they are a half-fiend, they get some spell-like abilities. Mm-hmm. Unholy Aura, Blasphemy, Contagion, Desecrate, Horrid wilting, which uh, you would know they can only do once per day. Um, Thank goodness. <laughs> unhallow, which you're already dealing with, and unholy blight. Cool. This appears to be an oracle, but in order to get more information of the oracle side, I would need a knowledge local. Sure can. Oh, it also has the ability to smite good. Mm. Mm. Let's pretend like this didn't happen. This is like my fourth natural two of the night Oof. for the local 18. Nothing, right? I'm uh, assuming. 18, because it's only an... Oh, might only have a few class levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely an oracle. And I'll tell you just from that role that it is a, a Cyclopean Seer. So from that, the one thing to know is that it definitely has Flash of Insight. In which case it can... I'll make sure to avoid that. (laughs) Well, that might be something like, hey, I want to make sure I use my... uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I tell my friend to use their divine intervention. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. But yes, that is a very, very valid point. Okay. So my final question, this is not not a knowledge-related question. Knowing the Unhallowed and there's all this magic stuff against good and all of that stuff, would my good bombs do anything in in the Unhallowed era, Aura? Uh... They, they should still, they should still work. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't confident, and I didn't want to fire one of those off, and it just be like a, a waste. So Durin knows that he's got this spell-resistant, shattering stuff on his ammunition. Obviously, the warmongers are bad news, but this oracle is trouble, and she's up in the air. So our ability to hit her is a little limited right now. So what he is going to do is make sure that deadly aim is off because I really, really want to hit her. He is going to spend the move action to key on the bullseye shot to give him a little bit of a bonus to hit. He is then going to attach a little bit of, hmm, low DC, but you never know. Throws a thunderstone on his ammunition to see if he could deafen her, maybe. Nice. Would screw with a caster here. And then he attaches the good bomb to the arrow and takes a shot. You know, earlier I said I was feeling a bad roll, and I also was feeling a bad roll. Then I said, no, use the power of positivity. I'm feeling a good roll. I got an 18 on the die. Oh, that should probably do it. What's a good to? Plus 26 to hit. I mean, yeah, yeah, this this is making contact. So I do have a plus one bow. So my. Regular piercing through. damage, which should go through. Mm-hmm. Looking at nine points of piercing damage. Okay. Not a lot, but hey, it goes through. Let's talk about this good damage. 33 points of good damage. Thunderstone goes off. Deafening bang. Treated like a sonic attack. Let's uh, have her roll. Fortitude? Correct. All right, that's... Um... 
in the 30s. I assume I'm good. The number you were looking for, Griffin, was... Like a 13. 15. 15. (laughs) Yeah, basically fishing for natural ones, but those are cheap, so it's like, whatever, give it a shot. And then the very last thing that should happen is this uh, spell resistance arrow, correct? Yes, which also needs a fortitude save. Fortitude save? Yeah. Again, it's not like the best spell in the world, but if it works, it's great. Uh, That's going to be a 31. Okay, so does that do nothing on a success? or It, it does do nothing on a success, okay. yep. Don't worry, I got 49 more tries. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's your whole turn? Yes. All right, Ikmer, you're up. A little advice from uh, the other people around the table here. Should I activate my once-a-day ability to f- like to use fly with my armor or stay down with these little other dudes? Mm. Man, it'd be so good if you were hitting her. But if, if we had one more melee character, I'd say go for it. But you're you're I holding know. the line by yourself. That's what's hard. <laughs> Maybe Lyra could actually get off a summons for once and summon a melee. Well, well let's not go crazy here. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> uh, you would know as a part of um, as a part of what's going on here. You can't summon a good creature into the. <gasps> yeah. I strongly dislike this strongly area. Strongly dislike, yeah. All right, mm. um, maybe I do dispel this area. <laughs> if you can, it would help. Also, we are very clustered. Anything we can do to, I guess, move would be great. I am going to charge at the warmonger directly in front, uh, 15 feet. Okay. All right, I guess I get rolls now and then. 35. 35 will hit. Sweet. And that is 31 damage. 31 good damage, damage. Good damage. And good damage. All right. With that, the warmongers are going to take their turn. The one in front of you, Ikmer, is going to attack twice at Ikmer with the one that's right next to him after taking a five-foot step back. Cool. However, a dirty 30 doesn't hit, and that's my highest. The other one is going to run up to Lyra, which uh, should incur because it can't... Actually, it can get up the... Because it has a climb speed that's equal to its move speed. It's just going to like kind of climb along the wall. Does it end up on the wall or does it's it It's going to be up- on the wall like 10 feet above you, but it's got it's got enough reach uh, and to Lyra, swing down at you. Lyra did not move, so she has... She has concealment? Yes, from the mist that's surrounding her. Okay, well, a 28 probably would hit you. Yes, check that concealment. Let's find out. That's a 92, so I got you with that. (sighs) That's 15 points of damage as it sinks a trident into you. Ouch. It is your turn now. So with this creature being up on the wall and like up above Lyra, can she take a five foot step and get out of its range or is she? You could, you're kind of at the edge of its range. If you think about like it can reach 10 feet out okay. at you, you're kind of at the edge of that. So if you took a five foot step, yeah, you'd be, you'd be away from it. All right. So it's my understanding that clerics are locked in to summoning off of their alignment. Lyra's not a cleric. Ooh, nobody is locked into that. It's just if you want to use the oh, alignment okay. summons. The alignment summons, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. You can summon whatever you want from that list that's not good, and you'll be good. <laughs> okay, so I could you can summon an animal. Summon or like an elemental. Yeah. My go-to is good, but could do a could do a neutral. Lair takes a five-foot step, get out of range of this creature. Also, a, a, a channel positive wouldn't be half bad can't do that, but uh, I could cure Light Wounds Mass. Alright, I'll do She's not a cleric anymore. Yeah, I do not have a channel ability, but I can cure Mass, and honestly, being five feet away from this creature's range, it is a good idea to not be attempting a spell that could get disrupted, so instead we are all close enough Lyra can cast Cure Light Wounds Mass on everyone. I assume you're getting Anya and... um... Elizabeth, Elizabeth Asher. yes. Oh, I knew that. I knew that fucking withering thing would be rough for our uh, for our fishy friend. Yeah, <laughs> Lyra's skin is just like all sucked in, and she looks like wrinkly from the dehydration. You do realize if you had failed that save, like 
with the D8s, I got over 100 damage. Yeah, Lyra would have almost been unconscious at that point. It would have been really bad, and then that hit would have killed her. Absolutely gross. So finally, I rolled well on something. Uh, And that spell resistance doesn't transfer to, like, any spell that I cast, correct? So, like, I don't have to roll spell resistance to get this off on allies. It's not a good spell. Oh, oh, it's yeah, not good. For, for your allies, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not uh, harming, I'm healing. That is 16 points of health for everyone. That is greatly appreciated. And she continues singing. And that is her whole turn. Okay. Tulia. I'm going to five foot diagonal step away toward, like so that I'm next to Lyra in line with her. And I am going to cast Phantasmal Web on all three of them. And I will raise the DC to hopefully catch them. Okay. What do I got to roll? You need to roll will saves. Will saves. Okay. Let's check Get off my oracle. I do need to roll spell resistance. Yeah. Right. Uh, for the oracle. For the oracle. You're not casting a good spell, right? No, no, no. And you were not good aligned? No. Okay, then just spell resistance on the oracle then. Okay. Okay, 24. No. Uh, no? Mm-mm. I thought that was just good spells, damn it. Okay. Oh, well, she's got her own spell resistance. That's fine. And the, unfortunately, the arrow didn't do anything. But the other two need to roll. Yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this spell going to do? Let's see. This one gets a natural 20. That one only gets an 18. So the one that gets an 18 fails. Okay. So one in front of Vikmer has failed. Okay. That's fantastic. So I've implanted within the- (laughs) Phantasmal. I've implanted within the mind of that target the illusion that they are engulfed in a tangled webs teeming with swarms of tiny spiders. Those who fail to disbelieve, so he failed, must make a fortitude save- at the beginning of each turn. Oh, wait, was this fortitude? No. Okay. Or become nauseated for that round by phantasmal spiders, as well as be treated like they're in a web spell. Okay. It only exists in the mind of their target. It cannot be burned, destroyed, or and it provides no cover against any attacks made by targets. Targets cannot escape that phantasmal web by moving, even by teleportation. Freedom of movement allows unobstructive movement, but does not negate the concealment or nausea effects. Okay. So do I roll to disbelieve each round that I interact with it? It does not say that. It is a one will save and then a fortitude every round. Uh, the targets of the spell... the duration is... Oh, sorry. The duration is one round per level or dispelled. So it's uh, 11 okay. rounds. Uh, the targets of the spell perceive everyone else around them as being engulfed in spiders and swarming... In, engulfed in webs and swarming spiders... But the spell has no visible effect to other creatures. So therefore, it provides concealment. When it attacks at Igmer, Igmer is concealed to it. Yes, that's yes. what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was very curious when you said concealment before. And I... So thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You doing anything else? Uh, No, I had to cast a spell and I five foot stepped. Okay. It's my oracle's turn. More like oracle... Boracle. More like Boracle? Yeah. Boracle. I'm so mad I didn't get the other two. (laughs) It's fine. I got one. The spell resistance is really high. Yeah. I had to roll extremely high to get through it with my good spell. Yep. That's why I was hoping for these arrows. Now, it's unfortunate because it's a shitty spell, but it's something they could fail. So... Mm -hmm. Okay, I think I can get you all in a 20-foot radius spread. So I need some will saves. If this is a uh, charm or fear effect, we get a plus two. Okay, it is neither. Enchantment? Evocation. Sleep. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying everything. Not gonna lie, if this goes bad, really sucks. 28. Fuck it, I'll use That's a, a greater power, greater expense. God, you know, I even rolled relatively well and I'm not confident about it. 22. 22 is a fail. 
My 16 definitely fails. Yes, also fail. I had to roll twice and take the better. I used one of those. Rolled a five and a two. What's that? Oh, uh, 15. It's a fail. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. So the two of you that failed take 24 damage. What type? Uh, Evil. We all fail. I did not. Uh, Sorry, the two of you that failed that are good. Mm. Take 24 oh. damage. Mm. You failed and you are neutral. You take 12 damage. You succeeded and you are good. good. You take 12 damage. The two good characters that failed are also sickened for three rounds. Ugh. I think, I, I think I'm going to stay where I am. It is Durin's turn. Okay. With the exception of rolling knowledge checks, I'm basically going to take the exact same turn I did last time. Okay. Thunderstone. Good bomb, bullseye shot, deadly aim off, special enchanted ammunition. Ooh, do you want a five foot step? I sure do, thanks, Brooks. <laughs> I'll take a five foot step back, put a little bit more distance. Man, now I'm the closest creature to it again. <laughs> it's not a good time. No, Lear's gonna die. I'm not again. All right, a significantly lower roll than before, but I am at a 35 to hit. 35 does hit. Sweet. Okay. Again, let's see some piercing damage here. 11, all goes through. Let's talk about that good bomb damage. Worse Tell this me about time. it. All right, Brooks, just for you. I did worse than last time. 24. <laughs> hey. I believe and in then you. Then I got to roll... Let me, the one. Yes, let me get a fortitude save. Three on the die. Way beats that 15. <laughs> hey, well, you do what you can. And then the Haley piece of this. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, the fortitude save. It's a 30. I'm Damn good. It. All right. I have pushed the extent of the action economy as far as it can go. It is the end of my turn. Okay. Hickmer. Five foot step up, full attack this weakened warmonger. Weakened warmonger. He's a real weekend warmonger. I like that fun. That's really good. <laughs> Brooks, uh, don't take this personally, but you just showed me your rolls. You are trash. How'd they do? They're all threes. What? <laughs> threes. What's the first three go to? 20. Oof. No. You've been, uh, I guess, entangled. Is it entangled? Is that it's un- that? under the effects of web. Do I need to? Do I need to read off the effects of web? Yeah, read read off the because entangled might help you out there. It's a uh, yeah grappled. Oh, grappled. Okay. Let me definitely pop grappled on. However, that still doesn't hit my AC. Fantastic. This is fan fantastic. I'm still gonna try to bite it though. Uh. 29. 29 definitely bites. Oh, thank Here goodness. Comes the DPS. <laughs> Here comes the boom. Wow. However, your bite is not a good weapon, right? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. <laughs> Seems more like three to me. Well, I woke up yesterday. My cat bit my face. And I think it did more than <laughs> more three damage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 15 weeks old. Okay. Uh, that's Ikmer's turn. That's been Ick. Re- real Ikmer, real icky turn. Streaks, like absolute streaks of terrible and not less, just less terrible. So I think the dice are punishing us for not drinking shit. Oh no! Oh, oh no. No. No, 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 no! 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 The, no! The dice are the dice are. The only thing I can think of right now is. Me pulling off that Kylo Red meme. I know what I must do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> Haley, I'm gonna need to get in your spice cabinet Hold before on. the next episode. The Malort's in the corner. <laughs> no. I forgot about that. I'm gonna go ahead and roll that fortitude save for this one that thinks he's covered in spiders. That's not great. 19. Sweet. Does that make him nauseous? It does. So he is nauseated, which means he can only he's he can't do anything because he also can't move. Nauseated. Yeah, Um, he thinks he's in a web, and uh, his vision with Ikmer is uh, 
20% uh, like concealment too. So That's a shame for him. However, the other one is going to move over to... Is that Lyra right there? Yes, everyone else moved away. <laughs> hey, you tried to move away to her. <laughs> he's he's going to move off the wall and take one attack at you. However, uh, 24. That hits, and she took a five-foot step, so she doesn't have her concealment. Okay. How do y'all feel about uh, teleporting to Rags Mountain? <laughs> what that backup party looking like? How you feeling about a, a quick little uh, teleport? 11 points of damage. All right, I'm still up. Thinking maybe like a scald for my next character. Might be fun. Lyra, it is your turn now. This thing has reach, so. So she cannot. Did you have a weapon out? Uh, yes. She does, well, uh, crossbow. Okay. So not, yeah. Then I assume Tulia and Durin don't have any melee weapons out either. No. Sounds good. I stab him with an arrow, that counts. Well, I mean, if you had the feet, you could. That's true. Well, yeah, but, you know. I, got, I Never did I think that what I that was worth spending a feet on. Yet here we are. I mean, if you're talking about, like, you're mm. still up after a hit, maybe heal. Yeah, these are the situations that we use the wand for so that you can yeah. heal in combat. The only problem is I am swiftly running out of high-level spells that can do mass healing, but... uh, I think you're the one that's really hurting. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could do mass healing, as long as it doesn't provoke, I guess. She would have to cast defensively for that, because it's not a channel. Yeah. Uh, Do you... Are you confident in that? Hold on a second. I think... I think I know what to do. As a swift action, Lyra cannot fail this cast defensively. Cast Grace on herself. Until the end of my turn, my movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity. That's such a good spell. Lyra can now leave, and she has 35 feet of movement because she has boots of striding and springing. Lyra goes past Ikmer and uh, is getting closer to this warmonger that is acting erotically. He might have had a little little too much fun on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm far enough away. I can start casting a spell. Tulia, you are right next to the warmonger. Yes, I am. That is a accurate statement. And it's immune to fire. Yeah, baby. Why wouldn't it be? I can uh, take a five foot back just to be physically farther from it and uh, cast defensively because I'm still at its range, I believe. Yep. And uh, I'm going to cast lightning bolt. I can do that without hitting Dern. And I don't remember it being immune to lightning bolt. Uh, against the the one next to Dern, then? Yeah. Not, you know, the thing that's flying that is uh, immune to lightning. <laughs> it's not immune. <laughs> not immune. It's, sorry, resistant. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're getting it's only... I recall that from last time, yeah. Uh, it's a 28. Succeed. Is there anything about it being metal? Probably not. That's shocking grasp. It, it can melt metals. Metal. It can melt metals. If it has any metals with a uh, lead, gold, copper, silver, or bronze, it wouldn't be melted. <laughs> just, just good old. Uh, good Seems old like uh, maybe, maybe uh, you can make a GM call here, Griff. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Considering it's immune to fire, I'm pretty sure it doesn't fucking melt. Okay. You, you sure? Stop trying to bring your jet fuel lightning beam going to be uh, 48 points of electricity. So, 24? Yeah. Okay. The oracle is going to move to the crevice in the room here. There's a little bit of a bulge to the south. She's going to keep going. Uh, and then she's going to begin to cast a spell. Durin. I would love to keep the pressure up on her. However, she did fly back into that crevice, and that is well around a corner that I cannot get to considering there is a giant warmonger devil in my way. Pesky. The little scheming warmonger devil is is also kind of hampering my flow here because I can't really escape and do anything without an, without incurring an attack of opportunity. So this sucks a considerable amount. 
but I think I need to be in line with Tulia here and just try and focus fire this thing down, knowing that it's probably going to AOO me. I mean, I'm not doing well, but you play the hand you're dealt. And I've got limited tools in my toolbox, even though that it is extensive. So five foot step back. Okay. Bullseye shot to get as much bonus as I can. Honestly, I'd love to swift action add something to this piece of ammunition, but with this with this construct defenses and all of his resistances, I don't. I honestly don't think there's anything that I could attach besides a bomb that would affect it. So he attaches a holy bomb and will fire. Where's that attack of opportunity doing? That is a twenty-seven to hit. Fuck! That is exactly my AC right now. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, that is 15 points of damage. Okay, I have stone skin on. That's coming down to five. Yep. All right, here comes the attack. 34. 34 gets him. Fantastic. Okay, piercing damage. Nine points. It's a plus one, but... Not good. Knowing that it's not good, Mm -hmm. that's going to take the DR5 off the top. But this bomb is going to all go through. Sure will. 35 points of good damage. And you drop that one. Fantastic. Having taken a bit of damage in the last fight, it goes down. Okay. (laughs) Considering there are still two enemies on the board, we are not close to being done here. But that really, where it was, was a very, very bad spot. This really does free up the map a lot for me to play with. And move, action, five foot step, shoot. That is a turn. Okay. Ikmer. Yeah, previously, uh, his eyes were closed. That's why he missed yeah. all those times. He's going to open his eyes this time. This is your second round of second, so it'll go away in one more round. Yes, it will. Uh, same for you, Lyra. This was your second round of second. All right. I think we established 23 doesn't hit. Uh, 23 does not hit, unfortunately, even with the grappled condition. Then 25 is... 25 does hit. Okay, thank goodness. That's all I've got. This is just... Still not great rolls, really. That's going to be 26 damage. 26 and damage, and this is good. So that is good. Through. And a 21 is coming from the bite, so that's not going to hit. Unfortunately, no. It looks like it's barely holding on. Was this one of those that you uh, you said that if there was one more point left, uh, you would roll it over? No, it had to be undead. <laughs> that was an undead creature. That was one of Steve's missed last wall defenders. So it had to be undead. Okay, it is that Warmonger's turn. I'm going to roll my fortitude save to try and not be nauseous anymore. This is the most pitiful fight. <laughs> How is a 28? I assume that saves. 28, 100% saves. Yes, okay. So it's not nauseous. Uh, Ikmer is next to it. It's going to attack at Ikmer uh, with the grappled condition on. Uh, and it's going to miss Ikmer twice. Uh, without the concealment, because Ikmer's AC is ridiculous. Yay. But because it's not nauseous, it can... Uh, well, I guess you are concealed to it. It's just going to stare like, angrily at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Squint a little. It's not going to five-foot step or anything, because it can't. Yeah. Lyra, it's your turn. Where Lyra's at right now, she is still not able to summon a good aligned creature. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so this pretty much extends for like this. <laughs> it, it's this whole area now is going to be unhollowed ground. Okay, that stinks because my good aligned creatures are definitely my best, but she can summon something that's uh, at least particularly strong against metal creatures. So as Lyra's been summoning, there's lightning starts to crackle and her hair starts to whip around as a giant large air elemental appears so this is a huge outsider a huge air elemental eh? lightning elemental yeah you're gonna put it up like right next to it right (laughs) (laughs) yes it is flying yeah that makes sense it doesn't have legs I'm pretty sure so it has to yes uh, so this elemental, I'm just gonna have it full attack, not do anything too crazy. So anything to, to disrupt it. Yep. All right. 
I'm ready. So, two attacks, two slams. Welcome to the jam. You have got to be kidding me. I roll twice, two ones. Oh, oh my God. God. How is that even possible? Oh How is that even possible? <laughs> Are you aware how bad we needed Ooh. one of those to hit? It, well, it doesn't even matter. If she was wearing metal, it would be a bonus, but I rolled one, so it literally does not matter because I cannot do anything. Ugh, can, Lyric, uh, is that... Is that summoning monsters? Is that to the end of her turn, or can I take a... You used your standard and your move action from this turn. Or your standard action from last turn and your move action from this turn. Pull it off. Okay, so I have a standard, so I am going to heal myself. All right, that's 21 points of healing for myself. Okay, Tulia. What does lightning do to to a lightning elemental? I believe it is immune to electricity. Let me double check. Yeah, it's immune to electricity, so you won't hurt it. Okay. I don't think it gives it any boost. All right, that's fine. I just wanted to double check. I'm going to cast this with a higher DC. I'm going to have my primary target be the oracle and my secondary target be the web guy. Okay. I'm casting chain lightning. Okay. And so I will need a reflex save. Give me spell resistance for the oracle. Yep, yep, yeah. 25. Fuck! Okay. However, the other guy doesn't have spell resistance against you. So I will roll his reflex. Uh, He's grabbed. So that's 22. Fails. And he's metal. That matters. It uh, does not, but he is secondary attack, 42 points of electricity. And you wipe the other. Woo! Hell yeah. He was just warmongering for the weekend. You got rid of him. You got rid of him. These guys were just enjoying their time. It's the Oracle's turn, and you, those of you on the ground, feel the ground rumble at your feet as it splits a hand reaches up and then another and this mummified cyclops raises out of the earth and before we figure out their turns I think it's it's time you finish your drinks we'll see you next week oh dear lord Lord. Slaughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.